Welcome to the Sunday Times Politics Weekly, where we unpack the big political stories of the week. My name is Mike Siluma. Uh, chopping our conversation this week is the fate of suspended health minister Zueli Mkize. You'll remember that uh, despite allegations of impropriety, probably corruption, having come thick and fast against him, he's hung on to his position as if his life depends on it. What then, we ask, are the dictates of public accountability in South Africa? Of course, we can't end without talking about the other hot political topic, the prolonged absences of uh, Deputy President David Mabuza from the country. This icon is racist. I have never, ever been a spy. Can the PBS bank uh, loot? The problem is that pinky. I will never subject myself to whiteness. I'm listening. Can you have consistency, Honorable Chair? Corruption was an Olympic sport. They will always win gold. This is not a shit. Can you please come in? Yeah, let's welcome our guests uh, for this week's conversation. Uh, uh, as previously, uh, William Gumede, Associate Professor in the School of Governance at uh, VETS, as well as Sbonga uh, Gongeshoba, who's the Sunday Times politics editor. Uh, welcome to the both of you. Now, based on what's in the public domain, what should what, what do you think should have happened by now? Uh, William, shall I, shall I start with you? I mean, you usually look at the goings-on uh, from... From, from the outside, you know, of the heli-belly, you know, of, of, of politics. Um, what, what do you think should have happened by now? I think, no, thank you very much for having me again on the platform. I think um, we should have had now, we should have seen the health minister sort of actually resigned voluntarily now, um, so let me kiss him. Um, but the sad part is, you know, he's holding on, he's clinging on actually by his, um, you know, um, fingernails. Um, now, unfortunately, what has happened in the last couple of years is a culture, political culture um, in the ANC and often also, unfortunately, some of your opposition parties where people stay on, even if they know um, that, um, you know, they do wrong. Um, they wait until they are court proceedings, um, until, you know, they've been found guilty uh, and so on. Whereas what they should, should do, um, they should actually resign, you know, when they know that, uh, you know, there is impropriety and, and they know more than we, um, you know, they know. And also, it's been strangely that the Integrity Commission of the ANC has also been quiet. I mean, we haven't seen them um, responding and, and asking um, for Zulmi um, Kizzi to resign. So, I look at you. Do you agree that he should be gone by now? He might, he might argue that, look, he's, he hasn't been, he's, he has not yet been found guilty of any wrongdoing by anybody or any, any institution. Right, there is there is enough in, in uh, information out there that um, that implicates him um, to to wrongdoing. Um, the, the information that was published by Daily Maverick this this week uh, that shows how uh, money was moved and then reached the reached to reached the, the 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 bank accounts of of of, of companies owned by his son and and, what, and the money was used to fund. The setting up of businesses, it, it, it's enough for anyone to, who's got any uh, 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 principles and, 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 and who wants to set an example as a leader to step aside. Um, it really, I agree with William that it, it, it but, but, but it is an ANC culture, it, or, or should I say, in a South African 
culture um, in, in our politics for, 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 for leaders to, to resist stepping aside. There, there are very few who've done it. I, I can remember Tantanen when he was, um, he was uh, uh, exposed to have uh, um, lied. And, 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 and there are very few in between. And, 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 and um, if, if really is William Kize, um uh he, he was 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 as principled as we thought he was um he, he should have stepped aside by now and hey william why, why do we seem to to have a challenge with with or rather our, our leaders seem to be having a a challenge with distinguishing between what is criminal uh, as per the courts and the law versus uh, what is ethical and right we we seem to be to to be wanting to defer to the to the to, to, the, to the criminal justice system to decide for us what's right and what's wrong? You know, for me, two things um, are wrong here. Um, the first thing is just that the ANC itself must take responsibility for this kind of culture, the culture of impunity, because in the past, many members of the ANC, or uh, rather leaders of the ANC, even if they do wrong, sometimes even murder, um, steal, you know, very obviously, um, they get away with it. A party does nothing. And often, even, you know, if the law takes its course, which rarely, um, in the case of politically connected ANC leaders, um, but if the law finally catches up with people, um, often, you know, they will still be in the ANC, um, even if it goes to jail. Um, and even if, if they then go to jail, let's think of Tony Yengeni, um, they then get back, um, invited back into, into the ANC. So really, it is the culture of impunity where if you connect it, um, you can get away with anything, and also you won't be prosecuted. Also, um, it's only now, more recently now, where we now, because you know it's a public outrage, a mobilization from civil society, and the fact that the ANC is about you, you know is beginning to lose um, um, voters, that we are starting to see more and more people uh, being forced either out to step aside, as in the case of Jeremy McKizzy, you know, a, 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 a prosecution. So for me, really, the problem is with the ANC. And unfortunately, also what has happened, you know, in the last decade or so is that the ANC's constitution and the ANC's rules has superseded, at least this is in the ANC eyes, that of our own constitution. So as long as you do, uh, if the ANC agrees with, with you, uh, 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 whether you break the law or, and the constitutional norms, um, they're fine with you. They're happy with you. Yeah, so I won't get, you know, if, if we were to try and get into, into, William Kizer's mind. Hey, you know, it, it, it's inconceivable that he is thinking that he's going to make a comeback, that things will go back to what they were before. He'll go back to his portfolio and maybe even carry on uh, on his campaign, you know, anti-led campaign, you know, of, of becoming the, the the next president. Why, why do you think he's holding on? Um, Pramike, if, if you look at history um, in the ANC of, uh, of people who've been accused of wrongdoing and um, and 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 you look at their political fortunes. <laughs> we elected someone who was implicated in a corruption scandal, became president, and um, he used the same allegations against him as um, as a campaign tool to say I'm a victim. There is some kind of conspiracy to prevent me from from ascending to the highest office. So I wouldn't be surprised if if Zelensky adopts um, uh, the same position and 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 really work 
on 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 the campaign using using these allegations against him to say um all these allegations are being cooked up somewhere and 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 in this era of fake news really uh, it is very easy to 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 start a campaign like that and and it, that's that's the reason why he's holding on, uh, Bramaik. He wants to become a victim, and and, and as soon as uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa <clears throat> uh, uh, fires him or removes him from his cabinet, that gives uh, some kind of credibility to to that conspiracy in the in the eyes of of, of whoever supports him, and then you will see him then um, uh, uh, joining forces with ever else who's uh, who's disgruntled with with, with President Ramaphosa's. Um, um, uh, leadership and 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 that will then start um, a, a campaign. So I, I wouldn't be surprised, Ramai, uh, if that is that is part of the strategy. We've already written a story like, like that that he has already told some of his allies um, um, that he is some kind of a victim and um, and that he was seeking sympathy from them. And then the same people m- might go out to their to their constituencies and start a campaign to say we are under siege, uh, we are being dealt with, and 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 Zodin Keys is one of the people that are are being targeted. And 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 uh, and uh, just staying with you, given the the public pressure uh, that that has arisen as a result of uh, of a lack of movement on 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 the issue, do do you think that he could? Of the back of what you've just said, he could be deliberately putting the president in a political pickle to put him under pressure. Of course, bro, Mike. Um, That—that's exactly what I—I—I—I I, I, I think he is doing. Um, having spoken to people who have gone to his house in Willowfontein in Peter Marisbeck and listened to him, that—that um, that, that is the the posture that he is taking. And 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 whether it's going to be successful, um, we'll, we'll just wait and see. But you must remember, Pramik, that Zerim Kize has a has a base in Wazunatal. He used to be a very powerful chairman and premier of the province, and 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 he is accredited. For having delivered the the president the the, the presidency of 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 Jacob Zuma, so he is he is a man who's got um, um, a, a, a solid base, but he's also made enemies down there, and 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 some of the people were happy to see him go, and uh, we'll we'll have to see where, where that balance is, whether whether the the the, the dynamics there still favor him or not, um, whether the, his campaign whatever it does will actually catch fire. Uh, William, William the, 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 let's take the, 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 the conversation in the direction of the president himself. Um, in, in your view, what, why has he delayed moving on the issue? I mean, that's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm stunned and I'm puzzled why hasn't he moved um, to, to, to take on um, or, or you, you know, or to fire Abzuela Mikhezi rather than this sort of this step aside, which is a very, um, you know, uncourageous way to deal with this issue. I think, you, you know, the Abzuela Mikhezi politically was very important um, to Ramaphosa in getting the presidency. You remember that the two of them, Abzuela um, Mikhezi, the last ANC um, conference in last week was actually a competitor, presidential competitor. And then he negotiated, as I understood, with Ramaphosa and then became part of the Ramaphosa camp, brought a couple of votes with him and so on. So that really is a political dynamics, I think. And within the cabinet itself, it was really was seen, uh, you know, uh, up until this corruption revelations came out, 
as one of the more effective cabinet ministers and also, you know, potential leaders of potential, presidential leaders of potential, I mean, at least better than most of the other contenders. So I think from Ramaphosa's point of view, first is loyalty, party loyalty. We know him, you know, as a, a unity type of strategy, loyalty type strategy. And also, you know, he hasn't had the courage to, to, to move against people I mean, or, or make hard decisions. Then secondly, there's the issue of, um, I think he, that, uh, Ramaphosa appears not to be one to be seen to, to marginalize um, people who could compete with him. I think he's afraid of the narrative that William McKissie can just say he's a victim. Um, and then Joel McKissie may then join the Ace Mahashula Jacob Zuma camp. I think that's the, uh, the other fear. And I think he had hoped most probably that Joel McKissie himself would just resign by himself so he doesn't have to do it. But of course, from political calculations, McKissie is not resigning. He's waiting for Ramaphosa to move so that he can play that victim role effectively and he can mobilize uh, for his um, own support. But surely he, he should be aware that he's got no choice. He is going to have to move, you know, against uh, Zulim Kizek. South Africans are not going to accept, the, you know, a, a situation where uh, Zulim Kizek comes back into cabinet or, or, or walks off scot-free. Of, of course, Pramayek, um, he has no choice. Um, he, I think he has waited long enough. And, um, uh, and I think he, he has used uh, the period between when the allegations first surfaced and, and now to 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 consult as as much as possible um and if you want to deal or take action against someone like um, like Zuelim Kizi, you probably go to Wazul Natal and and have a discussion with the leadership there and and, and explain it to them that I I really have no I had no choice um and then maybe they will give him another another leader to put there and and, and that's the difficulty of 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 having uh, the ANC in 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 power it's because on, in the first term, Bramike, the president read who seeks a second term is um, is really uh, um, uh, tied up and, and is unable to make uh, this or, or take decisions until they are sure that it won't hinder um, um, their plans to 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 be reelected, which is a disservice to to the voters who are really demanding accountability and demanding that we have uh, uh, leaders who are not afraid to take uh, decisions. But the ANC politics um, dictates that you you must consult as much as possible. You must seek to please everyone and, and not create enemies when you make such decision. And um, th- that's where we are, and and that's why it has taken. Uh, uh, so long for the president uh, to actually uh, make a move. Mm. And and given what we know now, uh, William, the, you know, including the the latest stuff that has come out in terms of what happened with the digital vibes uh, tender, could uh, Zulim Kiza be facing prison at some point down the line? Absolutely. I mean, you know, in the beginning, he denied um, knowing anything. Um, and then he, um, you know, after some revelation came out, he then uh, said, well, actually, you know, he may have known, but he didn't know it was wrong. So, you know, we gave him sort of a charitable, the charitable, charitable view was that maybe it was a conflict of interest. But now clearly it looks like, you know, criminal, this is real uh, flagrant abuse of power, uh, misuse of, 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 of public money, I mean, bringing his family in, you know, his close friends a former assistant. I mean, it's a money-making scheme um, using COVID-19 money. 
So um, this is very serious. So he could face, um, a, you know, there's at least uh, criminal charges. Um, there's going to be a prosecution clearly um, in the way that the MPA has put forward what they, they, they are saying. So this is very, very serious. Uh, and I think in a way, most probably, he's most probably calculating that he is going to respond to this politically. He's going to try to, you know, portray himself as a victim, most probably align himself, um, you know, with those, with the opponents of, of, of uh, Ramaphosa within the ANC and uh, can fight a political campaign. Uh, but I'm, I'm afraid to say, you know, just from what we're hearing in the public and what we now be hearing from NPA, you know, criminal charges may come. Okay. No, so so we wait to see what uh, what what transpires and let's go to the other story of the week that, that we wanted to just have a, a, a chat about uh, uh, the deputy president uh, was uh, sorely missed uh, during the recent uh, unrest in the country you know a lot of people were asking you know where's the deputy president why is the president you know seeming to carry the whole load on his shoulder alone um, he he's just come back from a long stay in in russia I don't know why are we making noise now, uh, Mike, about the absence of the deputy president, because in the in the past year, uh, maybe a year and a half, we can count uh, the number of times he has actually made a public appearance. He he's been very much absent, um, and uh, it, it 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 also uh, tells you. Um, uh, about the, the dynamics there in the, in, the, in, in the presidency. Before I come to that, the deputy president, Pramike, has no uh, specified role uh, that he plays. And he is someone who relies on the, on the president to assign him um, uh, w- what to do. And uh, it's really uh, a role that you can do without, really. Um, but, but we have it. So that's why we're asking questions. Um, about him. Um, if you go back, Bramike, to when he was appointed, um, there was that delay of of of, of him having to be um, uh, for his swearing in ceremony because he he was reluctant to to accept the the, the, the position because the integrity committee had them um, had the uh, at, at the at the um, uh, cited his name in in in. in in, it, in his report, in one of the list of names of people that um, uh, had the clouds, dark clouds having hanging over their heads, and it, it took a while. There was a lot of back and forth um, until he, he he eventually accepted the position of deputy president of the country. And and since then, Bramike, there's been rumors uh, that the the deputy president uh, at some point um, um, had told uh, those close to him that. Really, he, he he wants to go. He is no longer interested in in that position precisely because he feels that he he does nothing. Um, but that is that is the history of 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 of, of our presidency. Um, there's always been that 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 those kind of dynamics, those clashes in the presidency because the deputy president will wait for for the president to assign them, and if the relations between the two are are, are, are not as um, as 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 good as they're supposed to be, the deputy president will feel frustrated. Um, I, I I remember that there were situations, uh, there were similar um, talks when uh, President Kalema Motlanti was deputy president that 
President Zuma would assign him tasks that he thought were really useless. And 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 um, and he will sit there and wait to be assigned and will be sent to 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 up, up to, to to go and intervene outside of the country. We saw that with President Ramaphosa being assigned to go to Lesotho and in other countries because really there is no defined role of the president. That creates that tension in um, in that office. But what we know about David Mabuza is that he told the story of how he was poisoned and um, and and how the poison has been affecting his health. And um, he said a long time ago that every now and then he will need to go. He will need to go to Russia, um, but he's back in the country, and the debate, debate is going to go on about whether he's fit enough um, to continue in this position. The DA is already asking those questions, and it also wants to to see um, uh, to have access to his medical records, which I don't think they will be granted uh, due to, to to our laws in this country. Uh, yeah, th- 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 that's where we are, Pramik. Um, uh, we, we don't know what is in in the in, in the mind of, of, of President uh, David Mabuza, uh, does he still want the job uh, is, or does he want to go on? Is he interested in staying on to, to, to maybe launch a, um, a presidential campaign? Is he interested in being pre- president? He's, he's playing his card, he's keeping his, cl- his cards very close to his chest and we just have to sit back and wait uh, for him to make his next move. Mm. Uh, William, if, if you were the, the president right now, given the many problems that he's having to deal with, sh- surely you, 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 would, you, you, you could do with a, a, an active deputy? No, absolutely. If I, we've just been thinking about now the Zuma issue, uh, you know, when Zuma refused to go to prison and uh, to unrest and uprising. I mean, you, you know, Ramaphosa could have sent um, his deputy there to try, you know, to fix it um, and also take off a pleasure from himself, you know, so there's a lot of fires there that he could send at, um, his, his deputy president, but now, you know, uh, deputy president is absent. I mean, there's a lot of political questions really that arises now from, you know, the, um, the deputy president going to Russia. I think the first thing that stands out is a typical African leadership thing where people go abroad um, for medical care, you know, they don't have any trust um, in their own um, um, you, you know, public uh, health services. And of course, uh, the deputy president has been saying, look, you know, it's going to be poison. I mean, we don't know, but, you know, that is his argument. But I mean, it, it's quite in the light of the fact that there are many people in the ANC who want to call for a national health service, which is state-led, and want to nationalize the private sector. I mean, if there is, at this moment, even, you know, you're the number two in the country, uh, don't have confidence um, in the in the national health service, you know, it raises questions. I mean, for me, the second thing is why Russia, you know, uh, why not another country? Um, now, Russia and Putin um, had been playing quite an instrumental role in the Zuma presidency. And, um, and, and one role that they've been played, you know, when Jacob Zuma was asked, uh, was at the beginning of 2018, after the NASA, 2017 NASA conference, to leave um, the country presidency, and he had refused. He had a couple of demands, and, you know, among those demands were, of course, you know, the very obvious one of president. He wanted presidential immunity from prosecution. But a second one that he wanted was for the deal to be honored, uh, which he signed, this is Zuma, um, with Russia, with Putin, um, to introduce um, Russian nuclear uh, power stations and energy uh, yeah, um, in South Africa. Now, you, you know, that was a really important deal for the Russians because that was, South Africa would have then become the first major country really 
that will use Russian technology. I mean, the Russians have been struggling to sell their technology. So far, they've just managed in, in uh, Egypt and at a much more smaller scale. And then they, I think in Algeria, again, you know, that is still in dispute. So South Africa would have been like a cleansing deal for them that they could then from here go to other countries. Now, uh, of course, at a time that um, President Ramaphosa, then when Ramaphosa was actually president, he refused um, to do that. So it does appear to me that Russians are continuing to put pressure on South Africa, particularly on Ramaphosa also, you, you know, sort of to, to, to honor that deal that was signed by um, Zuma. So I wonder now that, you know, that um, Mabuza has been there. Does he owe something to the Russians? Um, you know, um, if, let's say he's now become healthy after treatment there. Um, will they demand some political concessions from him here um, um, in South Africa? And for me also, this, you know, the third of the sort of political questions really back home now for uh, Mabuza is most probably one of really some someone really with a cloud around him. I mean, you know, the allegations from uh, allegations of, of murder to allegations of stealing of public losing. I mean, he really is, you know, Jacob Zuma, the personification of corruption. I mean, we, we have to be frank about this, that he's still there untouchable. And, and I suspect he may also be fearing, um, you know, with a Ramaphosa presidency, that he may be the next person being prosecuted. So I think it would be in his interest most probably also to see Ramaphosa go somehow. Um, so I think there's an interesting that we have to watch as we go into the future. Okay. Well, folks, that's where we'll wrap up the Sunday Times Politics Weekly for this week. And uh, we'd like to thank our guests for this conversation, uh, William Gumete, Associate Professor in the School of Governance at Vets, as well as Sponga uh, Gongeshoba, who's the Sunday Times Politics Editor. And by the way, you can find a podcast of this conversation on iono.fm, on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or wherever you prefer to source your podcasts. Until next time, stay safe, sanitize, wear that mask, and avoid crowded places. I'm Mike Siluma, signing off.